0: excited about what's going on overseas, but we're also excited about what's going on right here. Amen? Amen. Wednesday night, we baptized an individual that already received the Holy Ghost earlier. Amen. And this morning, one received the Holy Ghost and got baptized this morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you're here without the Holy Ghost, you're in the right place, amen, because you're going to get it this morning. Praise God. We're thankful and we're very excited to have our evangelist, Brother Chris Green, with us this morning. Everybody say, God bless Brother Green. Praise the Lord, everybody. Would you clap your hands unto the Lord with praise and thanksgiving for he is worthy of all the glory. If you're thankful to be in church, why don't you clap your hands? Are you thankful to be in the presence of the almighty God? Hallelujah, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, amen. I'm going to read from the book of Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. Apologize for my voice. Got a frog stuck in my throat. I pray the the Lord delivers that while I'm preaching in Jesus' name. I told them this morning in the past five days, I have been in Hong Kong and uh, the state of Oregon and then preached the Southern California camp meeting and then flew here to be with you amazing people. And the only reason that I know it's Sunday is because we're here in church together. Other than that, I don't know what day it is. Amen. My body sure doesn't know what day or what time it is, but I do know it's time to praise the Lord and to see God move in this service. Amen. I know that the First Pentecostal Church here in Palm Bay, you don't waste a service. Every time you come together, there is a move of God. Amen. Are you thankful to be in a church that has a move of God every time you come? I I don't think you're too thankful. If you're not thankful enough, you need to visit one of these dead churches one Sunday and realize what you've really got a hold of in this church. Amen, amen. I give honor to your pastor and Bishop Myers and the leadership. I told them earlier that it is a blessing for a church to have a mission missions-minded pastor and leadership, although they may be gone frequently to see worldwide harvest and revival, it is a blessing because the the churches that I go to that are narrow-minded, the churches that I go to where their only focus is on what happens in these walls are the smallest, deadest churches I go to. When all they do is focus on themselves, there usually is no revival, is no move of God. But when you have a pastor and leadership in a church that is missions-minded and global-minded, harvest-minded, revival-minded, not just in this room, but all over the world, that's when God in his heartbeat begins to move in a church. And that's when it's easy to have revival. Somebody shout amen. 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 All right. I want you to know you ought to be thankful to have leadership who believe in worldwide revival. Amen. I want to read a passage of scripture that has been on my heart in Acts chapter 8, verses 4 through 8. The Bible says, Therefore they... That were scattered abroad. Everybody say scattered abroad. They were scattered abroad. They went everywhere preaching the word. There is a sermon in that verse because it was the enemy's purpose to persecute the Christian people. But what he didn't mean to do was to scatter them abroad preaching the word. It was a backfire on the devil. And verse 5 says, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Aren't you thankful that we don't just hear about miracles in this church? We hear and we see miracles in this church. Watch this. This is amazing to me. For unclean spirits crying. <laughs> For unclean spirits crying with loud voice. Demonic spirits crying with a loud voice. Came out of many that were possessed with them, And many taken with palsies and that were lame were healed. Verse 8. And there was great joy in that city. have provided the joy that they felt, but in his presence there is fullness of joy. I want you to know that because there is a revival church in this city, this city is going to see the joy of the Holy Ghost. If you believe that, would you lift up a hand and pray for the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in this service and in this city? By authority of the Word of God in the name of Jesus. uh, Let your spirit be poured out uh, in this place uh, that there will be great joy uh, in this city uh, in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, Why don't you clap your hands with all of your might and give God a great shout uh, of joy. Somebody shout joy. joy! Somebody shout it with the preacher voice. Joy! joy. Amen. You may be seated. Joy in the city. We're living in a day where I believe that sin has become so easily accessible to anyone. Don't even have to pursue sin. Sin is pursuing you. There are no new devils. There have not been devils born into this existence. New devils, new demons, new spirits. You can find the spirits of opposition that we're fighting today in your home, in your school, in your job, in this city In our nation, the same spirits you can find them in the book of Genesis. You can find them in Exodus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. You can find them throughout the Bible. There are no new spirits of opposition, and the devil has not reproduced new attacks or new spirits of opposition. However, I do believe that there are now today. Spirits of opposition and sin that are more easily accessible. I, I have preached a couple of youth camps recently in, in the last couple of weeks and, and I've had 12 year old and 13 year old kids come up to me with their cell phones crying in the altar saying, Brother Green, will you take my cell phone and help me? To get rid of the pornography and lust and sin that's on my phone. I don't know who else to talk to. I am addicted to these things and nobody knows about it. Twelve-year-old and thirteen-year-old kids coming to me because of the accessibility of sin. Sin, as I've already stated, is not a new thing. I... Did a search of the schools of school shootings because of all the school shootings that are going on around us and shootings and terrorism around our world. And I did a recent search and I found that the very first school shooting that was recorded in North America was in 1764. And every year since... There has been recorded school shootings and it seems like they just started yesterday or they just started last year because of what we see in the media. However, sin has been around for a very long time. Sin is not new. There is no new opposition in this city or in this church. One thing that made me brother robinette's texting me right now you need to turn that off he's coming back from haiti with your pastor he's probably prayed through the captain and the pilot on the airplane through the holy ghost amen i i got my phone on because i got a stopwatch just so you know i'm not up here doing facebook i i use a stopwatch so pastors invite me back and and, uh, and so my wife will come back too She's not here yet, but she'll be in tonight. Anyways, something that made me very frustrated recently was I was listening to the news and, and on the radio driving one day, and they were talking about the things that we're seeing in this life, the things that are going on around us, and one of the news guys who i don't even know who it was or what station it was or whatever but he claims to be balanced and says he's not left or right he's right in the middle which is you know kind of funny it's like declaring i'm the most humble person in the world and you know when you declare you're very balanced you're probably not but um he started talking about all these things going on and he said you know i really believe there is no right answer because somebody can come along and argue That we need more guns and more this and more that. And then somebody behind them with a better argument can argue we need less guns and less this and less that. And this side argues more this, more that, more this. And this side argues less this, less that, less this. And he says, I've come to the conclusion there is no right It took everything inside of me to keep me from jumping through my radio and laying my hand on that man's head and praying him through to the Holy Ghost and telling him there is a right answer and his name is Jesus. I'm sorry I can't yell it louder. My voice won't permit me to yell it louder. But I could just whisper it and it would be all powerful. It would be all the power we would need. There is power in the name of Jesus. If we could only get everyone in this city full of the Holy Ghost baptized in Jesus' name. That is the right answer. Amen throw up your hands and say, Jesus, Jesus! You, are the you are the answer. Now clap your hands with faith if you really believe that. <laughs> Jesus is the answer for the joy in this City. The Bible says that they were scattered abroad, everywhere, not complaining, uh, not upset. Uh, they went everywhere, persecuted away from their home, away from their families. They were divided, but yet they were not defeated. Right. Sometimes there needs to be division in order to see the impartation of God's power. For the people of Israel could only escape the hands of Israel when God divided the waters of the Red Sea. Sometimes there needs to be a great division for God to see his power moving amongst his people. But they were scattered abroad, not sucking their thumb and upset, but they were scattered abroad saying, hey, you might kick me out of my house, but that means I'm going to go somewhere proclaiming the name of Jesus even louder, even stronger. The Bible says that Philip went to Samaria and he preached Jesus Christ. The people were in one accord. They were in unity. And with this unity, they gave heed. They gave obedience. They gave response to the things that Philip spoke. They heard what Philip spoke. But then they saw what Philip spoke. It's one thing to hear what someone preaches. It's a whole other thing altogether to see what someone preaches. They gave heed because there was a man of God to preach the truth. But there also was a man of God who knew it's not enough just to speak the truth. I've got to stand aside at some point and demonstrate the truth. I get so excited when I get invited to come to this great church. Because this is not a dead church. This is not a dull church. This is not a boring church. This is a church of demonstration and power. This is a church where God manifest his glory we see miracles here every, every week every time the doors are open there are miracles that happen we ought to be thankful that we don't just hear a sermon but we see the power of that sermon revealed right before our eyes I, and, uh, I'm going to give you all some testimonies that have happened in the last three weeks. This is uh, stuff I'm reaching back 10 years ago. In the last three weeks, three Sundays ago, I was in a small town of Denison, Texas, preaching after I preached the youth camp there, and, and the, uh, the youth president had me come to his church, and I was preaching on, on the name of Jesus. One of the greatest sermons you could ever preach is on the name of Jesus. I'm preaching baptism in the name of Jesus, healing in the name of Jesus, that It's going to happen today. As soon as you come to the altar, God's going to heal. He's going to set you free. He's going to get baptized. He's going to get the Holy Ghost and so on and so forth. we, we had a great altar call Had people get the Holy Ghost People baptized We go out to eat And the pastor He opens his hand and says Look at this And I look at his hand And he's got hearing aids in his hand And I'm thinking Why are you holding hearing aids? And he says Well today There's a uh, man in our church In his 50's Who from birth Has been 90% deaf And he's had these hearing aids In his ears And he said that While you were preaching uh, He kind of got upset And said Man this guy is preaching Too loud. Yeah, he does preach kind of (laughs) loud. He's preaching too loud. So he turned the hearing aid down to nine. said, man, this guy's still preaching loud. Uh, He turned it down to eight and I kept going uh, and he kept turning it down. And I kept saying Jesus uh, and he kept turning it down until he got to three and level two. And finally he turned it completely off. And he said, well, maybe it's not the preacher. (laughs) By the time he turned the hearing aid, off. I had given the altar call. He took the hearing aids out of his ears and walked up to his pastor and said, here, I won't need these anymore. God has just healed my ears. I'm completely whole. I want you to notice this. I believe in laying upon of hands. I preached it here several months ago. The hands of a believer that Jesus said, These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Oh, but there's another dimension of faith called expectation. That all you've got to do is get into the presence of God. Nobody has to lay their hands on you. Nobody has to douse you with oil. All you've got to do is get in the presence of God and in his presence there is fullness of joy and with the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty there is power there is healing when you come into the presence if you believe that why don't you cut your hands again Jackets off. That means I'm about to preach now. (laughs) Can you imagine really believing this to the point that you go to the hospitals and the deaf schools and communities and you say, hey. Come to my church All you got to do is step in the water You don't even have to go to the altar today Because we're going to preach about Jesus And if you just sit in the presence Of where Jesus is being talked about And preached about I just want you to come sit You can sit on the back row You can sit wherever you want And when we start praising And when we start worshiping And the spirit of God begins to move Something is going to happen on that same day in that same church a man of god came up to me and he said for the green i need to talk to you i've got a problem he said i i go and do ministry in the prisons i have a problem i've seen people get the holy ghost but i have two guys that cannot receive the holy ghost So why can't they? He said, because they're so bad that they're not allowed to come out of their cells. I can only visit them through bulletproof glass. And he said, they can't come to our services. And they can't receive the Holy Ghost because I can't lay my hands on them. And so I said, well, then how did the 120 receive it on the day of Pentecost? Who laid their hands on them? says, I told him, I said, the Bible says that when Peter spoke these words, he was at an Italian man's house and all he did was speak the words and they all started receiving the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues. So I got a text a few days later and the pastor texted me and texted me a picture Uh, two guys behind bulletproof glass with their hands raised uh, speaking in other tongues Uh, that man of God went back uh, and just said raise your hands Uh, nobody laid their hands on them Uh, they were trapped in a prison Uh, but God can go into any prison Uh, God can go into any circumstance Uh, God can walk into any hospital he can speak to any drug addict Uh, he can touch any prostitute Uh, he can touch anybody As long as there's an ounce of hunger uh, and an ounce of faith uh, and an ounce of desire, uh, God can do it. Somebody shout shout, joy. Joy! Say it like a preacher, joy. Joy! There's going to be joy in the city. After that, I went to Hong Kong and 34th anniversary. I told I don't know what the anniversary was even for 34th anniversary I don't know what for but I showed up and they said we want to see people get the Holy Ghost I'll be there. Let's go and He said we normally have at least a hundred visitors but The issue this time We did not have a hundred visitors. He said the reason why they normally have a hundred visitors is because they provide free food and y'all laughing because you know it's true. of <laughs> you were saved today because this church gave out free food. Come on now. You came for the food and you got something a little better. <laughs> and we only had about 35 visitors. But it was amazing because... The reason why we couldn't provide free food that day or that weekend was because there were surrounding churches that wanted to come together for this anniversary and this Holy Ghost crusade. And, and so they had to rent out a Catholic church downtown. It was a cathedral, a basilica. It was beautiful and gorgeous. And us Pentecostals went into this Catholic church. <laughs> AND SO WE COULDN'T PROVIDE FREE FOOD, BUT THOSE PEOPLE WENT OUT AND GOT AS MANY VISITORS AS THEY COULD. They went out two hours before Saturday service and Sunday service, and they went out, and they started telling people, hey, come to this Catholic church. We're going to have Pentecostal church and a Catholic church, and God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost, and they started dragging people in, and it was the craziest thing. As soon as they walked in, they had a team of people. They would write their name on a name tag and slap it on their chest and walk them right up to the front two or three pews, and it was crazy, and... and I'm thankful to tell you that we had 139 people filled with the power of the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. and We had about 40 people baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And on one of those services that Saturday or that Sunday, I remember God moving on me and telling me, I'm going to open blinded eyes, and I'm going to unstop deaf ears. And so I called for them, and I said, hey, I've preached about it. It's time to see it. Well, I want all the blind people to come, and I want all the deaf people to come. And this wasn't in Africa where you can see... Sneeze in the microphone and people start speaking in tongues. This was over in Hong Kong where we had more racism demonstration there than you would see here in America. In fact, the missionary told me, and I told him, this, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but here we go. The missionary told me that the Chinese had refused to have church with the Filipinos. And the Filipino people had refused to do church with these people. And these people had refused to do church with these people. And he said, never have we had church where all of them have come together we either have to have a Chinese service or a Filipino service or a Malaysian service or a whatever service he said but this is the first time God has spoken to the people and the pastors and said you've got to go and they came and there was unity and and there was Chinese that were praying Filipinos through the Holy Ghost and Filipinos praying Chinese through the Holy Ghost and i have pictures of filipino people baptizing chinese people it was such an amazing move of god in unity that on that service, when God said, I'm going to heal somebody today, I'm thankful to report that just one week ago in Hong Kong, there was six blind people whose eyes opened instantaneously. And there was five deaf people whose ears opened instantaneously at the Of Jesus, at the glory of Jesus, at the love of Jesus. Oh, do you feel like praising Jesus? Do you feel like worshiping Jesus? Do you feel like lifting up your eyes and lifting up your voice and giving glory to God? I'm telling you that God wants to do it He wants to do it even right now I didn't tell him this morning I'll give you all this extra nugget I was at the Pentecostals of Alexandria About a month ago And if you know her, she's crazy too She's like me And Sister Vonnie Marshall came running up to me With her phone And she said, look I've been giving this man a Bible study on Skype He lives in the Middle East Where none of our ministers can go But somehow he's reached out to us And I've been giving him a Bible study through Skype and she was able to show me the pictures and videos of of when she had just recently baptized this man and nobody was there but him he walked into a lake of water all by himself and had his Skype he was Skyping her and and she said the words I now baptize you in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins and this man just went like this (laughs) back up and all by himself through the love of Jesus started receiving the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues. through Skype, through technology. That's what Jesus knew when he prophesied that this gospel will be preached unto all nations, unto all nations. Just three days ago, I was preaching the Southern California camp meeting and I was a bit nervous, never preached a big time camp meeting like that, you know, preaching in front of all these old guys, you know, (laughs) I'm the young gun and, and you got all the district board there and I'm trying to find a sermon that will impress them, you know, and, and I'm preaching in first service. I'm preaching this camp meeting and it's 12, I got my stopwatch going 12 minutes into the sermon. Some guy blows it for me. I was standing next to the pulpit like this. And I remember I had my foot on a cord like this, and I remember that distinctly because all of a sudden I saw out of the corner of my eye some guy running up, kind of grizzly looking guy, tattoos all over his face. So I assumed he was a sound guy, you know. <laughs> I'm <kidding. laughs> Telling you what, I got pictures of it. You go to my Instagram, you see it. He had tattoos on his face, he had a beard. I looked over, I thought he was a sound guy. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. Did I mess you up? I'm right in the microphone. Twelve minutes into this camp meeting service or sermon. And, and I said, oh, did I mess you up? I'm sorry. And he looks at me and says, no, I want to get baptized right now. And I said, well, didn't anybody teach you? You're supposed to wait until after I preach. Did not anybody tell you you're not supposed to come up yet? You just messed up my sermon. This is embarrassing. People out there are frustrated at you. The Pentecostals are mad. I didn't say any of that. (laughs) You know what I did say? Turned my iPad off and I said, Well, do you have the Holy Ghost? No. Well, lift up your hands right now. And in the name of Jesus, right in front of the district board, they're just. (laughs) In the name of Jesus, receive ye the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that man started speaking in tongues, standing at the altar for the very first time. They ushered him over to the side. He was still speaking in tongues. I went back to my sermon. They marched him over to the hotel across the street and baptized him in the hotel swimming pool. That's not Africa. That's not Asia. That was in California. And that's how it should be. Every service. That's how every service ought to be, where somebody says, hey, I don't know your agenda around here, I don't know your traditions around here, but I've got a need, I've got to be touched by God, I need healing in my body, I need to be filled with the Holy Ghost, and I'm not going to wait, I'm going to get it right now. Is there anybody here that wants it today? Uh, Would you stand to your feet if you want it right now? If you've got any kind of desire in your heart uh, that says, God, I've got to have another move. Uh, I might have had a good one last week. Uh, I might have talked in tongues last night. Uh, But I I need another move of the Holy Ghost because we need joy in the city. So we've only got about 25% that has a desire for God. If there's anybody else that has a desire for God, would you stand to your feet right now? Amen. Don't know why anybody would come to church without a desire for God. That's like, that's like walking in to a buffet, paying your $8, and then saying, hey, can I just use the bathroom? Use the bathroom and you leave. When we come to church, we come to church for this moment right here. Whether I like the music, whether I like the sermon, whether the temperature was just right or not, I didn't come for none of that. I come because I've got to get a hold of God. And it's not just for me. It's so that we can see joy in the city. Because the joy in the city is going to come through the presence of God. As I've already stated, in his presence there is fullness of joy. But can you imagine? You can because this church already does what I'm about to say. That when we leave this service full and overflowing of the Holy Ghost. We say, hey. I'm going to let this Holy Ghost spread me abroad. I'm going to go to the gas stations, to the grocery stores, to the restaurants, and I'm going to preach this gospel to everybody. I don't need a license from an organization to be a witness. All I need is a touch from God, the power of the Holy Ghost, and I'm going to spread this thing as far as I can spread it. Do you realize hold on a second. I feel the Holy Ghost on me. Do you realize the exponential, exponential amount of souls. This church sees some of the most amount of people filled with the Holy Ghost in any church in this world. But do you realize we're only scratching the surface? Do you realize that if everybody got a hold of this thing and said, God, spread me. Tell me where you want me to go. I will preach this gospel to every person I find. Do you realize the amount of exponential harvest that we could see we don't have enough baptismal robes to fill them in we don't have enough room at the altar to fill them in we don't have enough resources but God somebody just lift your hands right now tell Lord tell the Lord right now God I need a fresh touch of your spirit today so that I am overflowing. That when I walk into the restaurant for lunch, people are going to say, hey, where are you coming from? What's different about you? And I'm going to be bold and declare, hey, I'm coming from an apostolic red-hot church service where I got the Holy Ghost. And if you'll come with me, God will give you the Holy Ghost. Watch what the result was of Samaria. You don't read that they had to go and tarry over demonically possessed people for those spirits to come out. The Bible says that when the miracles were loosed and the power of God was loosed, it says that the spirits came out crying, crying, let us go. We got to get out of this city because there's a church that's woken up to the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. God, in the name of Jesus, I come against every spirit in this city that is of this world, that is of the devil. Every spirit of hell is going to take notice once again of this church and of their power every individual in this room the devil will know your name and when you walk out of this service every spirit and unclean spirit will say hey that's so and so we've got to walk in the other direction they are full of the Holy Ghost and we've got to get out of here you're hungry today for joy in the city and joy in your home and joy in your job through the power of the Holy Ghost would you come to this altar right now as fast as you can but would you leave this center space open I want y'all to scoot to the left and to the right I want you to leave this center space open for anyone that's never received the gift of the Holy Ghost If you have never received the gift of the Holy Ghost... I'm inviting you to come stand right in front of me right now... God's going to pour out His Spirit upon you. He's going to pour it out upon this church today... In the name of Jesus. I'm inviting you to come stand right in front of me... If you've never received the Holy Ghost... You have the Holy Ghost... Come stand right here. Come stand right here. There's probably 30 or 40 more... That have never received the Holy Ghost... Would you come stand next to this man of God... Right here. There's probably 30 or 40 more would you come Uh, Saints of God find somebody That you know doesn't have the Holy Ghost uh, And invite them to come right now Uh, Come receive the gift uh, Of the Holy Ghost today Uh, Come on I've admonishing you Uh, Invite somebody right now Come stand right here Come stand right here in Jesus name Come on invite them The worst case Scenario is they say No but best case is they say yes, and you pull another soul out of the clinches of, of hell. Come on, bring somebody. We're taking a minute. We'll give another moment. We've waited for this moment right here, so we got time for this moment. I preached 25 minutes. We've got five or 10 minutes to have a move of God. Anybody else? Now, let me be very clear. This is what I want everybody to do. Listen, we've got more coming. Thank you for your courage. Thank you for your courage. Thank you. Come stand right here. This is what we're going to do. I want everybody that has received... she get it right there where she's standing. Everybody that's received the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues, I want you to raise one hand. You've received the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues. Raise one hand. You have already received the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues like the Bible says. Raise one hand. Keep it up. Now look, all you hand raisers... Look for somebody around you whose hand is down. Yeah, I'm that guy. That's right. Find somebody whose hand is down. Go to them right now and say, friend, God wants to give you the gift of the Holy Ghost. Would you come with me today? Because today God will fill you with his spirit and you will never be the same from this day forward. I'm giving you just one more moment. Invite them to come. If your hand is down, I'm coming. I'm inviting you to come and stand right here in this line of people. You're going to receive the Holy Ghost. They're still coming. Look, they're still coming. Come stand right here, my brother. Come stand right here. Come stand right here, shoulder to shoulder. In Jesus' name. You see how easy that is? Did anybody die? Do we need to revive anybody? Anybody dead? Nobody died. Wow. Still batting 100%. Nobody died yet. Now, listen, this church is an apostolic church. I love preaching in this church as much as I love preaching anywhere in the world because, like I said, there's always a move of God's Spirit. Something about this church. I give honor to your leadership because I'm standing on his shoulders today. Leadership that dug this church out of the ground through the grace of God, and I get to stand on their shoulders and see the move of the Holy Ghost thankful for that there's people in this room today that need a fresh touch from God there's people that are struggling with addictions in this room there's people that have graced this platform in ministry that you're struggling today and you need a touch from God felt like the Lord spoke that to me during worship today that there's people even in ministry in this room and you're afraid to raise your hand because you're supposed to be spiritual it's not unspiritual to be struggling and needing a touch from God it's normal there's a fresh touch of God in this room for everybody that has a desire this is what I want everyone to do before we pray for that fresh touch to fall on us I want us to close our eyes and everyone I want you to use your own words and your own voice your own faith Whether it's a lot or a little, I want you to open your mouth. And I want you to ask God to forgive you of all of your sins and failures that would hinder you from receiving a touch from God today. Go right now and pray that prayer. In the name of Jesus, forgive me of my sins and my failures. Forgive me of the things I've done wrong, my wicked thoughts and actions this week, this day that I have committed. Forgive me of those things, dear Jesus forgive me in the name of jesus because i want to be clean without any problems or opposition to receive your spirit afresh and anew in this service today in the name of jesus i give my life back to you i give my thoughts back to you i give my ways Everybody say in Jesus' name. I don't know what your need is, but I know what the needs are right here in front of me. Their need the greatest need in the world to receive god's spirit and every one of you if you have 1 ounce of desire to receive it you're going to receive it right now if you have any desire to receive god's spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues i want you to lift both of your hands right now as high as you can lift your hands if you have any desire res- res- to receive his spirit lift up your hands right now now church if you have a need i want you to lift your hands if you don't have a need today i want you to stretch your your hands forth to this altar right here and help us intercede for these who are going to receive the Holy Ghost. Now, I want you to look at me. Keep your hands raised, but look right here. Lift your head up, sis. Lift your head up. Lift your head up. Lift your head up. up. Listen, we're not going to bow our heads anymore because when we lower our heads, it represents fear and shame and doubt and insecurity. That's why Jesus said, lift up your head for your redemption draweth nigh. There's something about lifting your head that represents faith. And in just a second, we're going to lift up our head and close our eyes, and we're going to envision the Lord coming directly to me. You're going to block out every other thing and envision God coming directly to me, directly to you. And we're going to pray the prayer of faith, as this church knows how to do. And all I'm going to do is say, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to pray for you to receive the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus you're going to receive his spirit and when I praise God by shouting hallelujah I want everybody in this room to shout that praise hallelujah and the very instant we shout that praise we're going to open the gift of God's spirit the gift has already been given to us it's a gift your name is on it he's paid for it it's already been purchased now all you have to do is open it and we're going to do that by praise saying hallelujah Jesus and when we praise that prayer uh, when we pray that praise to God uh, we're going to open the gift of the Holy Ghost and instantaneously every one of you that has desire you're going to start speaking in tongues Uh, your tongue is going to start vibrating and trembling uh, under the power of the Holy you're not going to speak the language you know uh, but your tongue is going to start shaking uncontrollably just let that go by faith as we see the evidence of you receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost you have that desire I want you to lift both of your hands right now as high as you can I want you to lift up your head high right now now listen don't pray yet just listen I want you to close your eyes and I want you to start envisioning God, whether it's an image of God coming from heaven through the clouds into your soul. I want you to envision God right now. I want you to envision Him coming to you right now. Make it personal. Envision Him. Come on, lift up your hands and close your eyes. Envision that happening. Now get ready to shout. When you hear me shout, hallelujah, you're going to shout that praise, hallelujah. And instantaneously, you're going to receive the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. And if you've never been back, in Jesus name you can be baptized today in Jesus name get ready to get ready to receive the holy ghost right now church i want you to prepare your hearts right now to receive that fresh touch that god has spoken to you about today you're going to receive it in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus lift up your hands lift up your head and close your eyes right now by the authority of the word of god and by the power of the name of jesus i command Everyone in this room to receive ye the gift of the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! Come on, pray that prayer. Speak in tongues now. That's it. You've got it. Speak in tongues now. Speak in tongues now.